must wreck yourself, check sir. thyself, lest thy wrecks thyself. Mm. <laughs> For my sword is a gun, and my gun is a sword. I'm definitely wrecked. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Literally Literary. With us, as always, is Mr. Sean Faubernet. I am Joey Bonnier, and with us is your host, Mr. Sean O'Brien. All right, take it easy. Jesus Christ. Fucking. Dueling Oprah's. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. Too I wasn't. Now I feel weird. I feel awkward. Ain't your fucking host. You've been Oprah out the fuck this place, man. I just, I just have books. I don't have. I don't. I'm not a host. Oprah's got books. Books on books. You're a host. You're with the most. A host with a couple of parasites. Yeah. Oh I, shit. Yeah, we are certainly riding your coattails, sir. Uh, hey, by the way, while us. we're at it, let's show a little sausage. Yeah. Happy birthday, Mr. Bonnier. Again, again, yeah. <laughs> it's a different New- show, but yeah, yeah. <gasps> you okay. know, different people listening, yeah, to differently um, celebrate your. I feel like it's important. <laughs> your big three. You it's your the Joey Dirty Dirty Thirty. I wish I had books that were relevant to that. Yeah, what what books are about thirties or going into your late thirty uh, old virgin. Okay. Um, I think it's the forty-year-old version. Oh, 40 year old I version. don't think it's a book. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> the books are not movies. <laughs> That's why I hate the show. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I, a book about being in your thirties. Uh, what know, about like high, f- like high fidelity? That's what I think. Oh about. yeah. <laughs> Like sitting around. I feel bitching. like the sun also rises is like a good thirties. I know, know that one. Yeah, it's Hemingway. I, I feel like that's mm. like thirties. I don't know. I don't yeah. know if this chair is gonna work. God damn it! You know what is a good being in your thirties book? By the way, what the Holy Bible, which I have here. Jesus fuck! <laughs> I grabbed one of them. Off. I just grabbed a bunch of fucking random shit off. What is of, that uh, doing? It is the, the NIV version. The NIV version, which, in fairness, however, was on the uh, was on the fiction the, the fantasy <laughs> shelf. Right on. Yeah, fan- I don't think I have a fiction. Oh, no, I do have a fiction. No, so- yeah, you have a fiction yeah, shelf. But no, it was, it was indeed shelf. on the fantasy shelf. So, But it is a book <gasps> turning 30s. Oh, you're, did you Jew hand? I was just curious. <laughs> did you burn? <laughs> yeah, if you I was going to start a fire. Did you touch it? Yeah. I, can't, I touched it, no Are problem. Okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm cool. I what if I like fan you with it? I might... Ugh. I'm feeling a little. Okay, I'm cool. Do we have to burn that book now that it's been touched by a Jewish hand? I don't know. <laughs> this is the most blasphemous thing that's ever happened before. Wow. Just a tail end. We're out of our Halloween episode. Where would we even start in the Bible? Would we start at the beginning? Well, How in the far beginning was the word. Oh, God. <laughs> yes, God, exactly. I think that's John. Uh, right on. Or, uh, or no, we have uh, uh, Genesis, I assume. No, it was not. It was Ge- Genesis is in the beginning. God created the heaven and the earth. Yeah, isn't that the first book? Well, yeah, but there also yeah. is another one, which is in the beginning was the word, which is the like, opening of John. If we were to, not that I'm picking the Bible as our selection, but if we were to open the Bible to the first chapter, right. as is our norm, sure. that, talking about that it. would be Genesis, correct? Stop talking about yes. it. Okay. He's going to pick it now. <laughs> no, you know he's going to pick it. God damn it. Why did you do that? <laughs> Shit. You're not picking it. Keep going. What okay. else you got? What else sure. do we have at least? I also have The Catcher in the Rye by uh, J.D. Salinger. I have the 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 Signe classic book of Mark Twain's short stories, which Wait, if you listen back Signe? to our Signe, yeah, S- isn't Signet Signet? Sure, I- I'm curious. You're the one who knows. I don't. I don't know. No, I I've just, always said Signe. 
Yeah, but maybe because my mom you're, you're says random fancy. French words. <laughs> That's amazing. Like, that for no reason. Are you from Canada? Yeah. <laughs> my mom says random French words for right no on. reason, so it's probably how yeah. it snuck in. If it like looks vaguely French, I guess it's just yeah. the yeah. French in me. Educated people. <laughs> anyway, if you listen back to the Poe episode, this is one of the random, the the very few episode or few books that made it back from Alaska with Mr. Sean Faw. Indeed. I have Anton Chekhov's Five Great Short Stories, which is the new addition to the Faw Library. The Man with the Gun. Uh, Ernest Hemingway, The Short Stories. Um, I have Douglas Adams, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. There's six stories of them. Wow. I have Tom Wolfe, The Electric Kool-Aid Acid Test. Uh, also related to the Bible, I have Classic Myths to Read Aloud. And I have The Owner's Manual for the Brain. I like what you did there. <laughs> The Bible is certainly a bunch of classical myths, uh, I would say. Do you have a favorite Bible story? Jesus. I'm not talking about the Bible anymore. Because you're, you're going to pick it, and I'm going to be upset. I'm not you, the one who picks you, it. You have to redirect. I don't pick. If the, you keep talking about it, that's not going to help. Yeah, you have to redirect the conversation. Yeah, right? I'm not, You have to take control here. My and, comedic yeah. senses can't help me. We've never, no, we've never. not at all. So keep in mind, Exposing this way, only makes it worse. If we do like, read this on your birthday, you can just <laughs> rip it to shreds as we're doing I'm going to rip it to shreds no matter what. Like it, physically, I'm going to rip it to shreds. It is your birthday. We should really let you. no matter what. It's not. There is no no matter what. You can do anything you you want anytime i will read anything you want that as long as it's on this just because it's right my birthday of yeah it's of your, course yeah. Oh, okay you can by the way if you'd like you are okay because it is your birthday yeah. you are welcome to google or put bring up any book you want period and i'll read it anything wow. stories books whatever you can do that you can do whatever you want you can pick anything you want <laughs> joey surprised me Dave. okay i'll think about something but when you got to read something in between because i gotta google all right i'll read the bible oh. while we're at it jesus Jeez. <laughs> fuck it's your, it's your fault man you did it to yourself. I don't know where else to, what else do you want me to read I found right now. Tra- what do you mean? He told me, why don't you Google something? Oh, okay, I'll Google no, something. No, I was going to have the conversation. You, you could have said anything but read something. <laughs> right. Of course, if you say read something, <laughs> his gonna... only choice at this point is to read the fucking I Bible. I feel I fell into this trap somehow. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> you you really said it yourself, did. though. By you set 30. a bear trap and walked into it. <laughs> Just read whatever the fuck you want. I'm going to get Cat's Cradle up here. I don't want to read the Bible at all. Like, even sort of. But This you, is the you, most passionate book podcast ever, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. But, uh, I'll, you know, I've never... God damn it. Look at this fucking... The early church. It's fucking huge. The paper's very thin. <laughs> it is your birth. All right. Let's at least do something 30s for, for Mr. Faw. So anything with Jesus? Anything in... Yeah, anything in the New, in the New Testament. <laughs> that's one of your better jokes. <laughs> really? I thought it was just I an observation. Was a joke. I thought he was just saying. <laughs> nah, that's what his better was. Jesus. Bar's pretty low. <laughs> so we have the Gospels, which of course are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Um, it's a fun Finnegan's Wake thing, by the Sean way. Sean is Irish for John. Um, true. <laughs> true. Wait, what is Finnegan's Wake? It's, it's like a, when Finnegan died. It's a James Joyce book. Oh. That was his last book, and we'll have a lot of fun with that one day. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> we'll have a lot of fun. With, if you guys want to hold on, it's in my car. I'll run and grab it right now. It's going to be a five-part <laughs> show. Uh, I mean, is there any James Joyce book not in your car? Uh, yeah. <laughs> right now, currently, Portrait of the Artist's Young Man and Dubliners are not in my car. Oh, my God. I'm, what, what happens if there's an earthquake? Yeah. What are you going to do? The big one isn't pending. Didn't I you mean, see I the news? Ulysses is enough to last several lifetimes. You're right. So I'm, I'm fine. And Finnegan's Wake is enough to last about twice as many lifetimes. Do you have enough copies of Ulysses, though? Like, 
you, you need a few. Do, do I, are you saying that sarcastically or actually? Like, if there was an earthquake, would you have enough copies of Ulysses in your car to, like, sustain you for, you know? One copy is enough to sustain me forever. Oh, really? Yeah. You don't need to make new marks in each? I'd rather, but, I mean, if I'm like, <laughs> one is enough, and one is enough <laughs> for anyone. then yeah. You're going to be wandering the earth looking for new copies of Ulysses to fuck with? Where does John show up? I want to see the beginning of the word thing. I feel like that's John, right? I feel uh, like he's after Luke. That's when he Mark. tries to cross the river, but John won't let him, so they get into that fight. But then he falls off of the thing, and he's in the river, and he's like, come down and get me! And he's waving the little stick in the air. I just like that opening. All right, here we go. Tell me who's that right? The word became John flesh. the Revelator. So we have John, chapter Tell one, me who's that? part one. In the beginning was the word, and did the you word find something was with better God. for him to read? Yeah, I did. And the word was God. <laughs> I'm letting him go. He was with God in the beginning. Man, was, this stuff is bad. In the beginning was the word. Who wrote this shit? John. <laughs> in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and mm. the word was God. Word. God. He was with God, God in the beginning. I don't know what that means. Jesus. Yeah. Who's yeah. the he? The he, I guess, is Jesus. But anyway, what do you got? Yeah, it seems yeah. like a misplaced pronoun, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, hey, we could keep... God all, better learn English. What poetry? <laughs> through, all him, through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. This isn't bad. This is bad. No, it's fine. This it's is pretty, bad. It's poetic. It's, it's fun. It's not poetic. I'm okay it's pretty with it. lame. It's poetic for, like, Bronze Age. In the beginning was the word. That's kind of interesting. If you really break it down. Okay, like sure. Like something, something word, you know, word. The bird is the word? The bird, bird is the word. Yeah. But you know what? Just because something's interesting doesn't mean I have to believe that God wrote it or totally I, different no, things. Yeah, well, I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying. It's, well, I am. Why? Because I want to insult the Bible. But this is okay. a literature show. It's not a yeah. I know. Show. I want him to read Cat's Cradle. Are we ready? Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah, okay. I'll read Cat's Cradle. Is this Vonnegut? Yeah. It One is of the few authors I do enjoy. I love Cat's Cradle. It's probably my f- my second favorite book. I don't think I've read this one. I have. It's wonderful. There's no damn cat. And there's no damn cradle. Mm. I haven't read it since I was a kid, though. It's been a long Yuri's time. Yuri's right there. How could you just say something like that? <laughs> Fittingly enough. <laughs> uh, so if in the beginning was the word, chapter one, Cat's Cradle, by Kurt Vonnegut begins, one, the day the world ended. Nice. Call me Jonah. My Hi, parents Jonah. did, or nearly did. They called me John. <laughs> Jonah. John. <How> appropriate. <laughs> if, I, if I had been a Sam, I would have been a Jonah still. Not because I have been unlucky for others, but because somebody or something has compelled me to be certain places at certain times without fail. Conveyances and motives, both conventional and bizarre, have been provided, and, according to plan, at each appointed second, at each appointed place, this Jonah was there. Listen, when I was a younger man, two wives ago, 250,000 cigarettes ago, 3,000 <laughs> quarts of booze ago, well, when I was a much younger man, <laughs> I began to collect material for a book to be called The Day the World Ended. The book was to be factual. The book was to be an account of what important Americans had done on what day, uh, uh, sorry, uh, what important, important Americans had done on the day when the first atomic bomb was dropped on Hiroshima, Japan. It was to be a Christian book. I was a Christian then. I am a, a Bacchanist now. I would have been a Bacchanist then. Is that, am I saying that right? Yeah. I would have been a Bacchanist the then. The fuck is a Bacchanist? If, You'll find out. If there, had been, mm-hmm. if there had been anyone to teach me the bittersweet lies of Bacchanon. But Bacchanism 
was unknown beyond the gravel beaches and coral knives that ring this little island in the Caribbean Sea, the Republic of San Lorenzo. We Bacchanists believe that humanity is organized into teams. Hungry for some San Lorenzo or something? Teams that do God's will without ever discovering what they're doing. Such a team is called the Caras by the Bacchanan, or by Bacchanan. It's pretty crass. And the instrument, the Cancan. That brought me into this own into my own peculiar caress was the book I never finished, the book to be called The Day the World Ended. Chapter two. Nice. Nice. Very nice. I was thinking that too. That's a short chapter. I like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> if you find your life tangled up with somebody else's life for no very logical reasons, writes Bacchanon, <laughs> Tell me about that it. person Fuck. may be a member of your caress. <laughs> At another point in the book of Bacchanan, he tells us, man created the checkerboard. I, I need to figure out a new voice for that. Man created the checkerboard. God created the caras. <laughs> By that, he means the caras ignores national, institutional, occupational, familial, and class boundaries. It is a free form as an amoeba. It is as free form as an amoeba. In his 53rd Calypso, Bacchanan invites us to sing along with him. Oh, a sleepy drunkard up in Central Park, and a lion hunter in the jungle dark, and a Chinese dentist and a British queen all fit together in the same machine. <laughs> nice. How do you know that was the nice. tune? That's really good. Very nice, 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 very nice, 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 very nice. So many different people in the same device. Three. <laughs> Folly. Nowhere does Bacchanan warn against the okay, person's... Okay, so I would just like to point out the the vast difference between Mr. Vonnegut and Mr. King. At this point, <laughs> in a Mr. King story, we would have followed a little raft down a gutter for 30 pages. Now we are on chapter three. I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> Nowhere does Bacchanon warn against a person try, a person's trying to discover the limits of his caress and the nature of the work God Almighty has to do had has had it has had it do. Sorry, Bacchanon simply observes that such investigations are bound to be incomplete. In the autobiographical section of the books of Bacchanon, he writes a parable on the folly of pretending to discover to understand. I once knew an Episcopalian lady in Newport, Rhode Island, who asked me to design and build a doghouse for her Great Dane. The lady claimed to understand God and his ways of working perfectly. She could not understand why anyone should be puzzled about... Sorry. How, do, how does one make it? Never mind. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm reading you, off of an iPad Are right you now. trying to umlaut? These things are not... Should, I don't know how iPads work. Um, <laughs> Three-year-olds figured it out. one man. turn. Um, she could not understand why anyone should be puzzled about what had been or about what was going to be. What, what? And yet, when I showed her a blueprint what? of the doghouse I proposed to build, she said to me, I'm sorry, but I never could read one of those things. Give it to your husband or your minister to pass it on to God, I said. And when God finished finds a minute, I'm sure he'll explain this doghouse of mine in a way that even you can understand. She fired me. I shall never forget her. She believed that God liked people in sailboats much better than he liked people in motorboats. She could not bear to look, a, look at a worm, at a worm. When she saw a worm, she screamed. She was a fool, and so am I. And so is anyone who thinks he sees what God is doing, writes Bacchanon. Chapter 4. The Tentative Tangling of Tendrils. 
be titillating. That, be that as it may, I intend in this book to include as many members of the Karas as possible, and I mean to examine all strong hints as to what on earth we collectively have been up to. I do not this intend feels that this fairly book, reminiscent of Haunted. I do not intend that this book to be a track. This is the the Chuck Palahniuk book we did recently. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where we're kind of just like collecting people and like getting ready to actually do things. Um. Okay. See that? I guess. I do not intend. I haven't read this, so I have no idea. I do not intend that this book to be a tract on itself, uh, a tract on behalf of Bacchanism. I should like to offer a Bacchanist warning about it, however. The first sentence in the books of Bacchanon is this All the true things I'm about to tell you are shameless lies. My Bacchanist warning is this Anyone able to understand how a useful religion can be founded on lies will not understand this book either. So be it. About my caress, then. It surely includes the three children of Dr. Felix Honecker, one of the so-called fathers of the first atomic bomb. Dr. Honecker himself was no doubt a member of my caress. Honecker Schlimmer? Though he was dead before my sinukas, the tendrils of my life, began to tangle with those of his children. The first of his heirs to be touched by my sinukas was Newton Honecker, the youngest of his three children, the younger of his two sons. I learned from the publication of my fraternity, the Delta Upsilon Quarterly, that Newton Honecker, son of Nobel Prize physicist Helix Honecker, had been pledged by my chapter, the Cornell chapter. So I wrote this letter to Newt. Dear Mr. Honecker, or should I say, dear brother Honecker, I am Cornell D.U., now making my living as a freelance writer. I am gathering material for a book relating to the first atomic bomb. Its contents will be limited to events that took place on August 6th, 1945, the day the bomb was dropped in Hiroshima. Since your late father is generally recognized as having been one of the chief creators of the bomb, I would very much appreciate any anecdotes you might care to give me of your life, give me of life in your father's house on the day the, dom- the dro- bomb was dropped. I am sorry to say that I don't know much as much about your illustrious family as I should, and so I don't know whether you have brothers and sisters. If you do have brothers and sisters, I should very much like to have their addresses so that I can send similar requests to them. I realize that you were very young when my, I realize that you were very young when the bomb was dropped, which is all which is all to the good. My book is going to emphasize the human rather than the technical side of the bomb. So recollections of the day through the eyes of a baby, if you'll pardon the expression, would fit perfectly. You don't have to worry about style and form. Leave all that to me. Just give me the bare bones of your story. I will, of course, submit the final version for your approval prior to publication. Fraternally yours. Chapter 5. Letter from a pre-med. To which Newt replied, I'm sorry to be so long about answering your letter. That sounds like a very interesting book you were doing. I was so young when the bomb was dropped that I don't think I'm going to be much help. You should really ask my brother and sister, who are both older than I am, my sister is Mrs. Harrison C. Connors, uh, 4918 North Meridian Street, Indianapolis, Indiana. This is my home address, too, now. I think she will be glad to help you. Nobody knows where my brother Frank is. He disappeared right after Father's funeral two years ago, and nobody has heard from him since. Wait, why wouldn't she just ask her sister? For all we know, he may be dead now. I was only six years old when the bomb when the when I was only six years old when they dropped the atomic bomb in Hiroshima. So anything I remember about that day, other people have helped me to remember. I remember I was playing on the living room carpet outside my father's study door in Ilium, New York. The door was open, and I could see my father. He was wearing pajamas and a bathrobe. He was smoking a cigar. He was playing with a loop of string. Father was staying home from the laboratory in his pajamas all day that day. He stayed home whenever he wanted to. 
Father, as you probably know, spent practically his whole professional life working for the research lab in the General Forge and Foundry Company in Ilium. When the Manhattan Project came along, the bomb project, Father wouldn't leave Ilium to work on it. He said he wouldn't work on it at all unless they let him work where he wanted to work. A lot of the time, that meant at home. The only place he liked to go, outside of Ilium, was our cottage on Cape Cod. Cape Cod was where he died. He died on a Christmas Eve. You probably know that, too. Anyway, I was playing on the carpet outside his study on the day of the bomb. The day of the bomb. My sister Angela tells me I used to play with little toy trucks for hours, making motor sounds, going, Burton, 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 all the time. So I guess I was going, Burton, 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 on the day of the bomb. On the day of the bomb. And Father was in his study, playing with a loop of string. It so happens I know where the string he was playing with came from. Maybe you can use it somewhere in your book. Father took the string from around the, from around the manuscript of a novel that a man in prison had sent him. The novel was about the end of the world in the year 2000, and the name of the book was 2000 AD. I told about how mad scientists made a terrific bomb that wiped out the whole world. There was a big sex orgy when everybody knew that the world was going to end. And then Jesus Christ himself appeared ten seconds before the bomb went off. The name of the author was Marvin Sharp Holderness. And he told Father in a covering letter that he was in prison for killing his own brother. He sent the manuscript to Father because he couldn't figure out what kind of explosives to put in the bomb. He thought maybe Father could make suggestions. So is this whole book a series of letters? No. I don't mean to tell you I read the book when I was six. We had it around the house for years. My brother Frank made it his personal property on account of the dirty parts. Frank kept it hidden in what he called his wall safe in his bedroom. Actually, it wasn't a safe, just an old stove flue with a tin lid. Frank and I must have read the orgy part about a thousand times when we were kids. We had it for years, and then my sister Angela found it. She read it and said it was nothing but a piece of dirty, rotten filth. She burned it up with the string with it. And the string with it. She was a mother to Frank and me because our real mother died when I was born. My father never read the book, I'm pretty sure. I don't think he ever read a novel or even a short story in his whole life, or at least not since he was a little boy. He didn't read the mail or magazines or newspapers either. I suppose he read a lot of technical journals, but to tell you the truth, I can't remember my father reading anything. As I say, all he wanted from that manuscript was the string. That was the way he was. Nobody could predict what was going on to be interested in. Nobody could predict what he was going to be interested in next. On the day of the bomb, it was the string. Have you read the speech he made when he accepted the Nobel Prize? This is the whole speech. Ladies and gentlemen, I stand before you now because I never stopped dawdling like an eight-year-old on a spring morning in his way to school. Anything can make me stop and look and wonder and sometimes learn. I am a very happy man. Thank you. Anyway, Father looked up at the loop of string for a while and then his fingers started playing with it. His fingers made the string figure called a cat's cradle. I don't know where Father learned how to do that. From his father, maybe. His father was a tailor, you know, so there must have been thread with string around it all the time when father was a boy. Making the cat's cradle was the closest I ever saw my father came to pl- the closest I ever saw my father come to playing what anybody else would call a game. He had no use for all the tricks and games and rules that other people made up. In a scrapbook my sister Angela used to keep up, there was a clipping from the Time magazine where somebody asked Father what games he played for relaxation, and he said, Why start about with made-up games when there are so many real ones going on? He must, have this, he must have surprised himself when he made a cat's cradle out of the string, and maybe it reminded him of his own childhood. He all of a sudden came out of his study and did something he'd never done before. He tried to play with me. Not only had he never played with me before, he had hardly ever spoken to me. But he went down on his knees on the carpet next to me, and he showed me his teeth. 
He waved that tangle of string in my face. See, 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 he asked. Cat's cradle, see, see the cat's cradle? See where the nice pussycat sleeps? Meow, meow. <laughs> His pores looked as big as craters on the moon. His ears and nostrils were stuffed with hair. Cigar smoke made him smell like the mouth of hell. So close up, my father was the ugliest thing I'd ever seen. I dream about it all the time. And then he sang, Rock my gotsy in the treetop. He sang, When the wind blows, the crazy doll will rock. If the bow breaks, the cradle will fall. The cradle will fall. Down will come cradle, catchy and all. I burst into tears. Jumping up, I ran out of the house as fast as I could. I have to sign off here. It's after two in the morning. My roommate just woke up and complained about the noise from the typewriter. <laughs> It's a good place to stop. Huh? Yeah. Weird. It's a good place to stop. What do you think so far, Sean? What's the douche, douchebaggery level? Um, it's a little like um, I don't know. I felt a little kind of all over the place with those short chapters. So I still don't have a full. I thought I was getting a feel of it, but then when you say it's not all just letters back and forth, mm-hmm. I feel like I don't have a full feel of it yet. Okay. Um, I have faith in Vonnegut, so I assume it gets more I- intense or more engrossing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a few laugh moments in there, but it was, um, you know, not necessarily a laugh riot. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's good. I'm on board. Yeah. So it's not necessarily a um, uh, a hugely douchey douchey thing. It's uh, it would have to I'm trying to rank it. You're just like you're. you're it's, I feel like you're playing with thread. The douche like, Playing with thread. I'm, I'm a cat's cradle. How many proofs? Um, right, right now we're probably sitting at around four. Four proofs. Three proofs, maybe, just because I I give Vonnegut a little credit and assume it's going to get somewhere. Did you catch all the biblical references? Uh, no. Okay. If I start to name them, will each one give you a, like a fraction of a Proust, or, or like if I tell you that it's just like compounded with biblical references? Um, yeah, I'm not. It, it really depends. Like once I understand that there's a bi- biblical reference, how it is actually used will determine whether or not it goes up or down on the Proust scale. Uh, okay. Proust. Proust. <laughs> Jeff Proops? I think it's just Proust. Uh, Greg Proops. Okay. <laughs> Jeff Proops. I think it's right. Um, Joey, did you catch all the biblical references in this? No. Really? Tell me more. I want to hear what you think. I, I, I did catch some, but tell I want to hear tell what me you... More. Well, right. Because um, I'm interested in all of your dissection. So the guy who uh, the guy who sent him the book about 2000 AD, the end of the world, right? Do you remember what he was in prison for? I forget. Killing his brother. Uh, Cain and Abel. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we have just the beginning itself. Oh, come on. Everyone kills their brother. It doesn't mean anything. Well, when you start to like collect <laughs> the evidence of everything uh, else, yeah, way, it has Sean, that. Sean Father, it, you would like this book because it, it only gets better. It the really Bible? does. You would definitely like this oh, book. Oh, I, I, genu- I generally it's like also, Vonnegut, so I assume. The fact that it even has any laugh out loud moments to me is a big deal because books that make me laugh out loud, I'm thinking, wow, like you, you've done a good job because mm. there's no body language there. There's no delivery, really. The delivery's all in your head. Oh, if a, bo- if a book does not make me laugh, there's no way I'm going to finish it. Oh, okay. Um, the, so we have, of course, Jonah, right? Character's name is Jonah. Like the whale? Like, well, Jonah was swallowed <laughs> by the whale. Yeah. But he said like John. Uh, well, his real name is John. But they called him Jonah? Yeah. Call me Jonah. Because he was eaten by a whale. By the way, what's that a reference to? Call me Jonah. 
The uh, Weezer song. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow. Exactly, which of course is a whole biblical allegory and all in and of itself, which of course is all yeah. the book of Job. And so it has, has nothing to do with Weezer? <laughs> My and name is Jonah. So. I like that. And then Jonah's obviously get the whale. Well, that's what I'm saying, yeah. And, and Ishmael is, I don't know, that's so cool. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's a precise. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just good. Got it right on. Damn good. <laughs> <That's all. laughs> um, of course, the whole, the, we have the Bacchana, the, the Bacchanist and that whole kind of premise. God bless you. Thank you. Um, now, uh, fittingly, his book was to be called The Day the World Ended, mm. right? Which is essentially the book of Revelations at the end of that. But uh, the, the Bacchanist mm. is kind of the, the, the story of the beginning, right? Um, and that, w which is essentially the Bible itself, right? The beginning and the end. Mm. I am the Alpha and the Omega. You are? I mean, that's another Bible reference. But, oh. I am the yeah. Alpha and the Omega. No, I know that. I, I thought it's you a good were book. Just saying that oh, about yourself. I'm it. like, wow. <laughs> I am. I've actually never read the Bible. <laughs> Mm. Like what? any of it, really. really? You're horrible. Nothing? Something. No. Mm. no. I've read Almost like... I, well, that's not true. I think I read Genesis. Oh, actually, shit. I have read a lot of the Bible, come to think of it. I thought you said you yeah. read Latin and stuff. No? No. Fuck no. I don't speak <laughs> Latin um, or read any of that shit. No. I mean, I'll... I'll, I'll no, I don't read any you know of that. Greek, you though? understand it. Did you say it. you knew Greek? No, I don't know. I, what did you... You knew some weird language. Italian? You know Italian? No. He just started randomly reading it, but it's only because he's read Ulysses so yeah, many times exactly, yeah. that the like, translation... Yeah, like I've read a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah, exactly. So, like, for, like, Dante, I've read a lot of it in Italian, but it's, <laughs> I don't speak Italian. Or it's like Italian. a kid that learns Chinese from kung fu movies. It's <laughs> That's not an unfair comparison, yeah. Basically, there are little things in a lot of different poetry and whatever where I know the, you know, the Latin or the Greek or the German of just mm. that phrase. Um, and so I can extrapolate. But no, I don't really know much. Sean, do, have you read uh, a lot of Vonnegut, Sean O'Brien? Uh, I've read this. I read Cat's Cradle. Really? That's all you read? Mm. Um, I feel like I read a little bit of Time Quake. No, um, I, I may Time have Quake. read some of Breakfast of Champions, I think. Mm. I don't really remember. Slaughterhouse-Five, huh? No, Slaughterhouse-Five. Uh, maybe I have read Slaughterhouse-Five. Or maybe, mm. again, I don't think I finished it. I think I, all of this ha would have happened when I was, I think, a sophomore and junior in high school. I, yeah. I haven't read anything since. So I definitely wow. read all of Cat's Cradle when I was, like a, I think, a sophomore in high school. Mm. Um and I tried to read a lot of the other ones because this is one of the only the few books I actually was able to. I think it was Cat, fittingly enough, next to me is Catcher in the Rye. Those are two of kind of the only books I remember. Re, I really remember reading in high school. Although fittingly, I don't remember anything in. Um, I need to reread all these books because I'm I, the fact that I'm just I missed a lot of references makes me think that I'll get a whole lot more out of it by rereading it. I mean, you, yeah, it, you you likely will. Um, so let's see here, Tangled with Hendrix, like Stephen King. Bacchanists. I mean, there's some stuff in Stephen King. It's just, yeah, it's definitely more. I, it's so funny that you find Stephen King to be oh douchebaggy. Like, he's the farthest from douchebag. Oh, you, imagine. you just don't know what a douchebag is, obviously. I don't know what your version <laughs> of a douchebag is. You're correct. That is very true. Yeah. Um, why does the kid run away crying when the dad gets in front of him? The cat's cradle. First of all, by the way, have you guys ever done? Do you guys know how to do the cat's cradle? Yeah, that's with the the string in your fingers, and you do the twisties, and there's like triangles and I diamonds. Like and sure, that's an app. <laughs> it's an app description, sir. Do you think you could actually do it if I gave you a piece of string? Yeah, one hundred percent, I could. Yes. Yeah, wow. Definitely. Okay. I think I could too. I'm just amazed that that's yeah. Yeah. We all know that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you were a kid in the '90s, that's that's how you played. Yeah, this shit. this is pre iPhone, pre internet. This yeah, there's is nothing else to do. I, I doubt. If you explain I, that to I, a yeah, kid, no millennial what can would do they a cat's say? cradle. That is. Would they think um, you're crazy? They just shrug and look down at their phones and start playing more. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they'd actually have anything to say if, about. It. If a kid said they were bored and you handed them a piece of string, um, they, they, I don't know. Actually, I feel like a kid would be all right with it. They might. No, they would not. Yeah, I feel like they'd either throw it at you or tie you up with it you or have a piece of try and burn there, you with it i feel like um, i should i feel like i want to play with it now 
There you Why, go. What are you going to do with it? A cat's, yeah. I'm going to do a cat's cradle. Oh, clearly. Obviously. Well, do you, um, you want to ask me more questions about this yeah, while I'm doing this? I, I like Cat's Cradle a lot. I want to say I, I why, love it. Why did you pick this book, Joey? Um, well, I was going to pick, honestly, my favorite book, but we, it was it, the favorite book is Killer Angels, but it's a Civil War historical fiction. And uh, I didn't want to do another Civil War thing. We just did a Civil War episode of Paula Tinkering. By the is way, check out Fawcast.com. Fawcast.com. <laughs> and uh, so I thought this was my second that favorite. That would have been fun. Well, we can do it later. I think that was smart. No. <laughs> next year, maybe. What? I, it, the I have to next wait for my next birthday to do we a book have I want? indulged you enough, sir. Jeez. I, I don't know how a, a long a Civil War book. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, you know what? No, though? this Mr. isn't just Fly, any Your birthday so- was recently. Yep. Oh, he he not, do he gets a pick? Mm. I think he does, yeah. Anyway, so here's the cat's cradle going. You, By you, just you missed a, a step, you, but you yeah. No, I didn't. Yeah, it goes around the wrist, too. No, it does not. Not for the beginning. Really? We have a well, cat's cradle. We have a cat's cradle. Do you guys know what to do next? Yeah. Do you yeah, you do, next? do the, the thing. Do it next. You squeeze the triangle or squeeze the X's I, and so go around the guy. explain what I've done, right? You take, you take. <laughs> He's got a loop of string. You do like a rock on symbol almost, right? <laughs> and you just, no, no, no. It's the telephone. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Oh, it's a shocker. The, the telephone. Shaka. Yeah, shocker, bro. It's a shocker. No. Shaka. Shaka. Not shocker. Shaka. Some dude did this to me today, by the way. I was like, all right, right on. Was he a surfer? I don't know. Were Clearly. you were you on the beach? I was driving. Anyway, what? You, you, <laughs> I don't know how to how to auditorily do this. Why don't you just do one? He's taking his middle fingers and he's take, pulling them through the loops and make creating extra. So who can do next? Loops. Go who can do the next round? Go for it, Joey. I don't know what to do. Do you pinch this? Yeah, uh-huh. and you go like hands. around with both your hands. Yeah. Well, uh, God damn it! So I'm, you got to pinch I'm the two on X's. Mic here, guys. What do you yeah. think this is? So are we? All right. I don't know what to do. Go, ahead. go like yeah, that. No. no, other side. Flip, go it, out. flip it around uh, outwards on both sides. Out ends. and around. There you go. There you go. And now squeeze. And Hold on. Don't now squeeze sep- too hard. Separate your up. fingers and squeeze out. Yeah, Joey's there you stupid. Go. No, I got it right. That's right. Is, that's you got to separate your fingers more. That's not right. Yeah, it's right. He just isn't doing it right. <laughs> what do I do now? Well, it's my turn, actually. I grabbed the pinky here. Okay. I think. Oh, right. I don't know. I don't know how to do this. I'm done. Thank you. We can't do the cat. There's no damn cat. There's no damn cradle. Okay. Yeah. Maybe um, I can't do a cat's cradle. Well, what I love it also. Hold on. Because of the historical significance of the atomic bomb, I was always obsessed with it. Okay. Um, I thought it was really interesting, his take on it, while also having this fake religion throughout the entire book as a commentary on religion in mm-hmm. general. And then just the whole travel. It's kind of like this travel book where it ends up in this really cool climax in this island, San Lorenzo, and you get to actually see- you did the, it wrong, man. I'll try. Yeah. I'm sorry. Keep going. Yeah, you have to see, you know, how the cat's cradle turns out and all these threads combine. <laughs> I fucked up that one. He just disgustedly threw it back in my face. <laughs> Get this it's shit like out of here. Get this bullshit yeah. out of here. So, um, there's no is. damn cat and there's there's no damn cat. There's no damn cradle is, the, is sort of the mantra of that book, which goes on. Why? What does that mean? Because when you make a cat's cradle, there's like literally not a cat involved and there's barely a cradle there involved. There is no damn cat. There's no damn cradle. Um, there we go. Is you got it? Well, yeah. I mean, that could mean a lot of things, by the yeah. way. Oh, yeah, yeah there we did. go. Yeah, you do go yeah. around your hands. Yeah, you got to go around the hands. And then you pinch the guys. You pinch the guys. You pinch the little X's. I'm still going to have to do the pinky one where I don't this think I really remember how to do it. And then you go. Doing this. Oh, oh like, I do know yeah, how to do the pinky one. Yeah, that's the pinky one. So you do that. You got to cross your hands and do the pinky. I don't want to do it anymore. Show has a new low. There's no way to describe auditorily what is happening right now between us. Okay, hold on. What is that? There is no cat. No, the way to describe it. There's no damn cradle? Is that's, that's, that's the refrain in the tell, book. But tell I me won. what you think that like Shut that. Up. What is the extreme significance of that? 
Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I'd have that to reread the everything book. Everything is it a might, lie. Yeah, basically. I mean, it has to do something. Is it just straight it's nihilism more... or existentialism or, or atheism? Well, that's kind of all Vonnegut, isn't it? Yeah, basically. I mean, it's. I, yeah. I think it's a question of the you know the yeah. the the pointlessness of imagination, imagination, um, the dangers, the See, dangers that of your imagination. Point, you got that right. uh, okay. I think it's the horrors of imagination, the dangers of imagination. I'd have to. I'm sort of just grasping. I don't know. I'd have to read the book at a certain point um, to to analyze any further. But yeah, it's as best as I remember. Okay. <laughs> I can't remember any of the other Bible references, but that was a fitting little transition, though. Was it? I, yeah. Fuzzy Wuzzy wasn't fuzzy. Was he? Was he. Happy birthday, sir. And thank you for listening to another episode of Literally, Literally Literary. Literally Literary. I don't know what I'm supposed to say. It's Don't look at me. Stop looking at me. There's no damn cat. There's no damn cradle. Dot com.